Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have the host of the Clydesdales Fitness and Friends Podcast, Scott Schweitzer. How's it going? Great, how you doing? No complaints. Uh, you know, they just got that hurricane come over Georgia, so had some nasty winds the night before. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I used to live in Florida. I do not miss hurricane season. <laughs> yeah, I figured like I'm north of like north of Atlanta, like at least a half hour up. So you'd think it wouldn't be that bad. But last night it was like trees everywhere, power outage and everywhere. So it's not not fun, especially with like two little kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not fun at all. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about your CrossFit experience and like. So I know you're a big fan of CrossFit, and I'm a big fan of CrossFit. I think you're a little more big of bigger fan than I am. But I'm trying to get better <laughs> at it. So how did you get involved with CrossFit? Uh, so gosh, uh, I used to weigh way over 500 pounds. Um, my next door neighbor and I kind of had a couple chance meetings and one day my gazebo blew into his house, uh, <laughs> speaking of heavy winds yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we went out and, uh, we kind of formally introduced each other at that point. And I found out he was a gym owner of a CrossFit box and, uh, and it took me a couple months to get up some, the bravery to ask him, but I asked him for help. And he actually started to like more personalize, personal train me uh, out of my home, Okay. worked on my nutrition, and then uh, took me to his CrossFit box on 11-11-11, okay. uh, which was Veterans Day 2011, yep. and uh, the word Murph was on the board, <laughs> and I almost turned around and ran out the back door. Um, at that point, um, I, he came out and said, listen, we're going to get you through this. Um, and he gave me a very modified version of Murph, yeah. which I was able to do. Um, but he also challenged me. Like as I was moving, he made each movement a little bit harder mm -hmm. um, just to show like how we can make it harder and harder and get me to uh, eventually be able to do Murph. And uh, I think 18 months later, I did Murph RX. Oh, very cool. So, uh, so yeah, that's a special, special wad for me. And um yeah, I actually I came hit the finish line and just started bawling like a baby. Yeah, uh, when I finished at RX that year, and I've uh, been doing it ever since. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. So, how how much weight have you lost altogether? So, um, I got down. I went from like probably I don't know how far over five hundred because scales don't go over five hundred. Yeah, uh, but I got down to two sixty. Wow, awesome. Very cool. And then, and then I've had a couple injuries in the last couple of years, not due to CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we always have that disclosure. <laughs> uh, it was more from all the time of being 500 pounds, mm -hmm. uh, just wear and tear on my body that I had to get fixed up. And um, it looks like Tuesday is going to be my all clear to get back to doing everything CrossFit. So oh, very cool. So I, I heard in the podcast, do you have a pick line in right now or? I do. So how did, how, what was the, what did you get? How did you get that? So I have, a, um, I had a disease in my legs where, uh, two of my veins didn't pump the blood up through my, my legs mm -hmm. and the blood pooled in my ankles. Uh, it stretched the skin and created wounds. And, uh, and so I've been trying to get those repaired. So I had an ablation done on both legs, uh, to, to get rid of the bad vein. And then, um, and now I'm on IV antibiotics yep. to make sure the wounds stay uninfected. And, uh, I just had a skin graft done on Tuesday Okay. and it looks like one more skin graft on this coming Tuesday, but the pick lines coming out. 
uh, and then we should be good to go. Good, awesome. So, so when you started like scaling a lot of the things, when did you start to get in the turnover to doing like more RX workouts? Uh, the first time through, yeah. Um, I, I just was, I was, I was a junkie. Um, <laughs> you know, they talk about drinking the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I went to the gym, and I was going like two days a week, and then I was going to the Y in my off time. And then, like, two weeks later, I'm like, well, this is dumb. I look like an idiot at the Y trying to do a thruster with metal plates and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so I, I talked to the gym owner. I said, listen, just just bump me up to Unlimited. And I went to four days a week and then five days a week. And then five days with some accessory stuff. Um, and then started doing local comps and stuff and just having a blast. Because I was a former athlete. Um, I swam in college for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gave me that competitive fire back again Yep. and I just wanted more of it. Yeah. That's, that's the same with me. I, I, I played college lacrosse for like all four years and then I played like old man's lacrosse, which is like 35 and over. So I'm like four, I'm 41 right now. And it's like, I still, I still play pretty competitively, but like when it comes to lacrosse, I'm like, kind of like, eh, you know, I'm playing with like over 35 year olds that, you know, I got to work to the next day, but CrossFit to me is a different story. Like I'll, I'll go try to go ham on everything just to, you know, get better and, you know, push myself. And like, I'll have like 18 year old kids that are right next to me trying to work out. And like, I just want to smoke them as much best as I can. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's how my competitive edge, edge I have for like CrossFit. So. Yeah. we when I first started CrossFit, I, you know, you meet all the people in the community. Mm-hmm. We put together a flag football team. I'm 50 now. When we did this, I was like mid forties. Yep. And, uh, we were playing against 18 year olds in a flag football league. And, uh, and we would make the playoffs every year. Um, and then they, they would hit a level where they would give up their body for stuff. And we're like, nah, I got to get up and work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so you, you go ahead and throw your body all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, when I, when there's like people like trying to take shots during lacrosse and like, I'm like right in front of them. Like my, my ass is like, I just move away. It was just like, I'll let the goalie take care of it. They're like psychopaths. So, you know, they'll yeah. let them deal with it. So, <laughs> so, um, while you were doing CrossFit, I, you became a, a CrossFit judge, correct? Yes. So how did you get involved with, you know, judging then all of a sudden like getting into I think you did. Did you judge um, Saxon Panchik for the Rogan Invitational? I did. So how did you get involved with uh, all the judging? So it really started out just as a volunteer for uh, different regional events. Um, and uh, so I started just as the media credential guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people would come in, especially media team, I would hand them their credentials, make sure they were on the list. Um, and then um, the next year I was in, on the security team. So then I was uh, the security guy that watched Athlete Village and the corral out to the floor. Um, in 17, I went to the games and worked the outdoor park uh, okay. in Madison. And uh, and then I wanted to be a judge in 17 for regionals. I didn't get picked, uh, but I knew, I knew the head of the judges because of all of my volunteer work. Mm-hmm. So I talked to her and said, I really want to be a judge. And she said, well, you, there's a lot of people that apply to be a judge. So you have to, in your um, application, set yourself apart and tell me why you should be a judge. And so she helped me out. She actually lives here in Columbus. Okay. And so I started judging local comps with her uh, to get a bunch of experience and, and at local comps, and then, um, which I love doing. I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then I judged the 2018 regionals in Nashville for the Central Regional. Um, and it was a blast. I, and I met so many cool people that I still talk to today. Yeah. Uh, it's a really close knit group. And then, and then that's when like the injury thing kind of started. And so I backed out for a little bit and now I'm back pushing in. And so I judged, uh, Saxon at the rogue invitational this year. I judged the master's fitness collective. So it was like the master's, uh, championships. Mm-hmm in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, cool. Very cool. So do you have any other plans for judging this year at all? Or, I mean, obviously the games are over, but are there any comps coming up that you're looking to do? So it's, it's tough to tell because, um, you know, I, I have a podcast and one of my co-hosts is a judge as well. Yeah. And we've been talking like, do we make the shift from judging to media? 
and become like a media member at events where we can we can kind of do some stuff in that that vein or do we stick with the judging for a little while longer and so we're we're kind of trying to figure out which way we want to go this season yeah i mean for you i mean your podcast is a i mean i it's a big following and you get a lot of great guests so I mean, if that if it was me, I'd probably go to the media way. But I mean, that's just that's just that's just me. So I mean, you can probably get more in depth in like info with the athletes and everything. See, it's kind of we're in that stage where it's it's bigger than small, mm-hmm. but it's not as big as the big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, and do we we don't want to like do it too quick and just get lost in the wash? Yeah. Right. We're not the buttery bros. No, we're, we're not jazz and Craig, uh, with team Richie. We're not arm and hammer yet. Yet. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, so we want to make sure that we, we still have a presence and now don't get lost in the wash. Mm -hmm. Now, now how did this whole podcast like start for you? (laughs) So it's, it's a, it's, it's a funny story. Um, I I ha- I work for the state of Ohio. Okay. And in a in a management position, and the way it works is they can move you on a whim to another position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had done, I had done like the first twelve years of my career in one position. Okay. And then they moved me to another position, telling me they wanted to see if I could do something different. Did that really well for five years, and then they decided to move me again. And I was just like, I am tired of this. I got to figure out something I love a lot more than this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and what can I do? And so I actually just called two of my friends, two of my really close friends at my gym and said, hey, do you want to do a podcast where we just sit down at a table and shoot the breeze about different CrossFit things? We'll record it. If people listen, great. If not, we'll do it for us. We do it anyway uh, on text string. So we'll just record it and see what happens. And then, and then it kind of snowballed into, well, Hey, I know Saxon Pancheck, maybe he'll come on. And, um, and so our original idea was we, we would go to an athlete's box, do a workout with them mm-hmm. and then interview them after. Uh, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it took, I was like, man, I got to get in a way better shape or I'm not going to be able to breathe during these interviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that a couple times and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was like, well, we got to, f- I got to figure out how we're going to shift this. And then, um, and then I just said, well, we got zoom and I'll just start reaching out to everybody I can and see what happens. And here we are. Yeah. Awesome. So, with me, I I was trying to have a group of people as well, like like we're, so it was supposed to be this like a whole of the podcast, and it was just such a hard time to schedule all three of us at the same time, and so I was like, you know, forget it. Let me just I'm just gonna do it myself because like I've been listening to podcasts for years and years, and so I was like, I want to do one, so I just pretty much got up and do it did it on my own. But with you guys, with you have like typically like four people on your podcast, so how do you guys like? Man, like schedule the times to do all the podcasts because everyone is obviously super busy. So how do you guys handle that? So uh, originally there was just three of us. It was Charlie, Amy, and I. Yep. Um, then as we were getting into the first of the year, because our one year anniversary is Sunday. Yep. Well, congratulations by the way. I was gonna just say I was gonna tell you, tell you congratulations early. Yeah. But. Thank you so much. And then um, and then it got to where like either Charlie or Amy had something going on whenever we could schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. One or the other. And so I met Kat at the Mayhem Classic in January. And she was actually a guest on the podcast. And she was she just spoke really well and um, loved CrossFit as much as we did. And so we asked her to join because she actually got us Con Porter to interview on the, the – and we're like, well, she got us Con Porter. Maybe we should have her join the team. Yeah. And, uh, and so – and she became a really close friend really fast just because of our love of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And so we had her on the podcast and that was just so she could fill in when one of the other two couldn't be there. And, and it turns out where it's worked out really well. We've been able to have at least one of the other people on when we have a guest and we have at least three of us on every round table. Yep. Awesome. But the Con Porter episode was like my all time favorite. 
So I, I love him as a CrossFit athlete and especially him talking about like mental health and like opening up about that is like, is huge. Cause not a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's kind of, kind of come full circle. We did an interview right before I came on air with his coach. Okay. Uh, who actually coached Carrie Pierce as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, he talks about how much he loves con. Um, and so it's kind of funny that we're, we're, you know, as you move along, you're kind of back to full circle and that was really cool. Yeah. So do you, have you seen him? Have you done, have you seen him like do the ski ski erg when he's like throwing up and do you hear about the story about that? Uh, I have seen him do crazy stuff because my, if you've watched our podcast, my two co-hosts are in love with con Porter. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I, so I get every video sent to me in some form or fashion. Yeah. So the one we was trying to do like the marathon skier. So it, this was on like the Team Richie's uh, YouTube channel. So I guess he had sushi probably like a couple hours before and it was like bad sushi. So while he was doing the skier, he just all of a sudden started getting sick and started throwing up like right underneath the skier. So they literally put a bucket right underneath his skier just in case. So because he, he had like, from what he was saying – his pace was like on pace to beat the record and he's like, I'm not stopping. So just leave the can like right there. And he just would like ski a little bit and then just start like retching the whole time. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I, I couldn't do that. I just, I don't know. I have the capacity to even try attempt that. Yeah. He's, he's a nutcase, <laughs> uh, but, but he's, he's so lovable too. Like he's just so down to earth and so open. Yeah. He, he's just, he's just a great athlete. Yeah. So, um, with getting guests, so obviously you have a, a big group of people that you've interviewed before. So do you pretty much meet them through judging or how did you meet them and be able to do the interviews? With that, with, uh, I, don't want, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want like everybody to know, like just tell me a little bit. So, you know, I don't want everybody so, to. So I would say like I, I, I knew a core group of athletes from my volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether whether it be security, security, I probably met more athletes. Yeah. When you're a judge, you're really not supposed to fraternize with the athlete. <laughs> really, it's it's just they shake your hand, thank you for being there. You inter- you kind of introduce yourself, see if they have any questions about the event, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Now now the rogue thing was a little bit different because I had to hang out for the whole weekend at at CrossFit Cliffside with Saxon, but for the most part, that doesn't you don't get to know them that way security i sat outside of athlete village for a whole weekend with them coming in and out yeah got to know a lot more athletes that way mm-hmm. uh that than judging and then you know i'm like i told you i drink the kool-aid man i go to a lot of stuff yeah and i'm lucky where rogues in town so when athletes would come here when there was a team series they would come into town to do the team series i would go down and watch and there'd only be like 20 people there watching yeah. And so I got to know like Dan Bailey and Graham Holmberg and um, Camille, uh, Annie, you know, a lot of those athletes just, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. So, so you're, are you an Ohio state fan at all or no? Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Absolutely good. not. All right. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand them. I'm a big Michigan fan. So I'm from, I'm from Massachusetts, but I, I kind of like went to that group, went to Michigan for some reason. I watched like, I watched Desmond Howard do the Heisman pose when he scored that touchdown. And I was like, all right, I'm hooked. So I just can't stand Ohio state. But anyway, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a Penn state fan and, and they actually play Ohio state this Saturday night. Oh, nice. So what do you, what do you, th- what do you think? Uh, Penn state looked awful last week. Uh, they can't play that bad two weeks in a row. Yeah. So hopefully I think there's enough talent to give them a game. Mm-hmm. And it's in Happy Valley, so hopefully, hopefully Penn State can definitely play play better than that last week. Yeah, they are, gave that game away. Are they going to have fans in the stands or? Uh, uh, I don't. I know that like Steelers and Eagles games can have like six thousand. Yeah. So I'm assuming I'm assuming the governor would allow the same for Penn State, but yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. So. Um, when you started the podcast, do, what kind of setup did you have for like, you know, your microphones and, you know, all the other equipment? Did you start with like just super basic then kind of like geeked out and just bought like a whole bunch of other stuff later on? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is that is quite the cycle. So we started out with just a laptop. Yep. Recording on the, the laptop's mic. Um, it was awful. You know, you could barely hear. Mm-hmm. And then um, I bought a mixing board. 
and to plug that through a laptop, um, that got a little bit better. And then I bought a Zoom H6 digital recorder. Okay. Because uh, before Zoom, we started doing phone calls. Mm-hmm. And you could patch a phone, like an iPhone, into your H6, record the phone call, um, and then you could plug real mics in, and you could adjust. They were all on different channels. Okay. So you could adjust all, mix the everything right there. And I still have that, and I love that. If I, It's just not useful during COVID because I can't take it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we said, you know, let's do this zoom thing. So I did it with my laptop and I bought a nice podcast mic and that's about it. And then the camera was so bad on my old laptop that you could see my guests. And I was like this fuzzy thing in, in the background. And then, and then I just bought a new computer with a new camera. Um, and actually my daughter's a photography major. She gave me a DSLR. So now I just have to buy a cam link okay. to, to make that DSLR be my camera yep. and put it into my laptop. I just have to get that little piece yeah. uh, to do that. So we're still upgrading. Yeah. Yeah. I So I have a four-way splitter, two lapel mics, and I put one lapel mic underneath the speaker of the computer and then one on me. And that's <laughs> it. So because like I, I didn't know what to expect. And like I'm using my literally my phone for recording. I use the Anchor app, which has been like a huge help. So I don't know if you heard of the Anchor app. But uh, I have not. So it's it's an app on your phone. You can record podcasts, and it, you would just put submit the RSS feed to Apple, and it goes right there within like a day or two. So cool. It, yeah, it's 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 been a huge help for me, and I'm like trying to, and you automatically get um, you recall it. Uh, if you you you, pay, you get advert you get paid advertisement for it. So if you just do a quick thing about uh, you know the anchor app, you get like a penny per minute. Whoever listens to the to the. Uh, advertisement so i'm kind of using the money for that to buy more stuff so i'm just yeah. waiting waiting to accumulate a little bit more and you know see what happens so uh, what kind of microphone do you do you have uh i don't even know i <laughs> i go to this place called zz sounds okay uh it's a it's a music store mm-hmm. um, but they have a ton of mics and, and mic arms and different things like that um and it's it's really good price yeah, I had to convince my wife to let me spend X number of dollars and, you know, so I'm on a little bit of a budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just say as a tax return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I love your background, by the way, behind you. So how long did it take that to accumulate with all the shirts and the signatures and everything? So uh, the story is before the podcast, that was my rock wall. Mm-hmm. It was all my rock superheroes and I... I played guitar. Okay. So there were like four guitars hanging back there. Uh, and this is my man cave. And so I quickly converted it. My buddy worked Wadapalooza. And uh, so the, what's kind of behind it all is a Waza sign. Mm-hmm. I don't, you can't barely see it now. I guess I can, yeah, can kind of see the signature, like the Waza. It's like... kind of like Miami there a yep. little bit. All right. And then, um, and then going to the games, we've got those Forging Elite Fitness posters. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of put those up as background. Cool. And then I wanted to represent that I was a security guard and a judge. Uh, And so I just had them hanging up there. Now I framed them and I got rid of the security because I had a Buttery Bro shirt that they were at Fort Wayne for the Masters Fitness Collective and they signed the shirt for me. Oh, cool. So I framed that. Um, The Rogue, uh, this one there, is Julie Fouché. Yep. She was my level one instructor. Oh, that's cool. And she actually signed that the day of, um, of the level one because she heard my weight loss story. Yeah, and that was a prototype shirt. It had they hadn't released it yet. Oh, very cool. That's so awesome. So she signed it that day and gave it to me. And then Emma Carey, who was on our show, she's a little sixteen-year-old badass that mm-hmm. um, went to Dubai and beat Sam Briggs and Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and uh, we got to we got to be friendly with her family after having her on the show and they had a competition and sent me that to hang behind. And so now I'm getting, I'm getting more and more stuff and I've got to get a frame to put up there. Yeah. I and mean, it'll probably cover all those posters. Eventually. Yeah. Pretty much. You won't have any room. You just probably have like two spots left and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so do you have like any guests that you like want, really want really bad? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a CrossFit athlete or anybody, just like someone on the guest that you're just like 
itching to get on because you're like just one of your idols or one of your favorite people? Um, I'll, I'll give you two answers. Okay. One in life in general, someone I'd love to have on is The Rock. Mm-hmm. I think that's like everybody's wish, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, the guy that, that went from nothing, like what he says, $11, $14 in his wallet mm-hmm. to, to you know, multi-millions, mega, mega star and yeah. billionaire and all that kind of stuff. That would be tremendous. Um, from a CrossFit perspective, um, I like, it's weird because I like different people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do the same thing that other people have done. And so when you talk about like the top names in the sports, I've been on different things so much. Like, I don't know what else to bring. Yeah. So like, I don't even shoot for those guys. I want the, the, the behind the scenes stories of people we don't know that much about, but someone that I, I respect and was my favorite CrossFitter from the beginning was Stacy Tovar. Okay. Yeah. And I have a, it, I met her in a very wild and weird way that impacted my life tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have her on because she really did help change my life. Um, if we have time, I don't know how long you're, no, no, go, go is. for it. Yeah. We got, we could, yeah, don't worry. I'd love um, to hear the story. So she's, a, she's out of Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. Uh, the one job I used to have with the state, I would travel from state to state uh, in our region, which included the Midwest and I had, to, I had to go to Omaha for a a conference. Um, the last night of the conference, I went out with some friends. Should not have done this. <laughs> went out, got a little too tipsy. Uh, got back to the hotel. And the next day I was going to go to CrossFit Omaha to work, do a, a drop-in. Mm-hmm. Now, the Tovars didn't own Omaha at that point in time. It was a guy named Joe Westerlin. And so I went. I took a cab clear across to Omaha. It was a noon drop in. I filled out the paperwork, told him my story. He asked why I was going to be, why I was there. And I said, well, big fan of Stacey Tovar. Just want to see where she works out. And he goes, well, today's her rest day. So she's not usually in here today. Uh, but, and I said, that's fine. That's fine. I don't need to meet her. I just wanted to like, see where she works out Yeah. Uh, and what the fuss is about. So I go in, I do the workout, I get my butt kicked um, I probably smelled like jet fuel <laughs> and, um, and I'm putting my stuff away after the workout and I hear, Hey Scott, I'm like, what? And I turn around and it's Stacy Tovar. And she runs up and gives me a hug and said that Joe called her, told her my story and she wanted to come meet me. Oh, that's awesome. And we sat and talked for 20 minutes about her getting ready for regionals at the time. And this was probably 2000. 15, 2015 and, uh, kind of in the peak of her career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was just awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And later in life, um, I, do you remember when they wore the vests at regionals? I think that was 2017. Yes. Yep. Um, I had to fit her for her vest uh, to wear that weekend. So I had to like keep restringing the restringing the vest, the the 511 vest yep. and getting it sh- smaller or bigger. And I had to change it like four times, uh, but walk around her with her while she tried it out and uh, got to know her husband really, really well. And it just kind of became friendly with them. Um, but, but she's retired now and it's really hard to get her to commit to, to this. And it's somebody I'd really, really want on the show. Yeah. I, I liked her when she was, doing what she was like at her peak i mean i still do i mean she's an amazing athlete and she i remember when she retired she did the open just for the heck of it and she still placed to go she was able to go to regionals or i think uh was regional yeah it was was regionals and she's like no i'm retired you know you know for some other people if that ever happened they'd probably get the little itch to see like you know well maybe i'll try it again but like she like stuck to her guns and was like no no thank you well, this year, just like a year after pregnancy, she qualified in the age group online qualifier. <laughs> and I wanted to see what she would do, but I don't think she actually did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people couldn't because of COVID. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So with, with COVID in, in your area, so 
obviously with the gyms were closed for a while. So how did you be, were able to like do any fitness or do you do like home workouts or, you know, what was, what was your plan for doing, you know, working out? So yeah, before the pick line, I was going to the gym probably three days a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had very small classes. Um, and if you're a coach at the gym, you get last pick for a slot. So there was only like a couple really late evening classes I could even get into. Mm -hmm. And then I, luckily I have like a pretty good setup in my garage so I could do some work at home. So I do three days at the gym and then a couple days at home doing home workouts. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, I have a gym in my basement. So I kind of just, when COVID hit, I was like, well, I nothing skipped a beat. I was able to do pretty much everything I needed to do because I was a, for, I was a former trainer before this. And all the stuff at the global gym I was working at, anything they threw out, I would just take and just bring it home. So like med balls, you know, bumper plates or like pretty much anything like mats, you know, dumbbells, whatever. I'll t I, I was like, I'll take it. Just leave it in the corner and just I'll just put it in my car later. So I was lucky that I actually accumulated before COVID hit. So, yeah, the one thing I'm sh I don't have is dumbbells. Mm -hmm. I have kettlebells and a barbell and bumpers and rings and pull up bar and stuff like that but I, I don't have dumbbells yeah i mean i i just have one 55 pound dumbbell that's it because the other one they were keeping and they just the other one was like the part one of the faces ripped off so i was like just give it to me just i'll i'll take it <laughs> nice so um so other than the rock and stacy do you have like any other ones that you wanted to do like or Kara webb or any of those guys that you have like lined up anytime soon so, um, you know, I have a wish board. It's pretty big. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it, we, we, we try to reach out to all these people all the time. Yeah. Right. Like I just reached out to Carl Webb maybe five days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my first attempt at trying to get her on the show because we've had a couple Australians on yep. and we've been, we've kind of figured out that time difference. Yeah. Um, and how we can pull that off. Uh, but I think we'll have a little more luck after the games now are kind of over and everybody's mm -hmm. chilling. Um, and plus we have a sponsor on our podcast now. Yeah. And, uh, he, <laughs> he introduced us to a bunch of people just this week, uh, that he has a relationship with. And so now we're just kind of working that list because he's our sponsor and we, and one, they're, they're big names and two, we want to respect the people that are helping you out. So yeah. So with that sponsor, how did, how did you get that? How did you get the sponsor? Did they did you reach out to them or kind of vice versa? I reached out to them. Yeah. With a proposal, um, they took it, and so and really, I, I need to do a couple more because mm -hmm. um, we have we have some space for a couple more. Um, but we were just excited to get the one, and they've been so awesome. Uh, and that's RX Smart Gear. I got to give them a shout out. Uh, if you need a jump rope, they're awesome. Yeah. Cl Clydesdale, 15 for your for promo, promo code. Okay. <laughs> yep. Clydesdale, 15 all caps. Yeah. 15% <laughs> off your entire order. Yeah. So I, I love their grips. Their their grips are amazing. It's like I I was either between Bear Complex or them, and I picked them, and I, I was super, super happy when I had it, when I had them. So they're unbelievable. I haven't tried their jump ropes yet. But I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about those too. Yeah, I love I love their jump ropes. I've been using them since 2014, and that's why I reached out to them. I wanted our sponsor to be somebody that I I use and I respect. Um, and then my friends started using the grips uh, since we got the promo code, mm -hmm. and everybody is raving about the grips. Yeah, yeah. I I I love the ones I had were. Like I forget what they were like the really long ones and the they were gray and I oh gosh I wish I remember what they were and like they got I used to work in my basement and it was like middle of Atlanta summer so it was like stupid hot so I'd be like sweating all over the place so it got like super slimy and decided to like just rip right off the the wrist so I had to go for something else so but I mean <sighs> I I if I had a chance to buy another pair I definitely would I wish I wish they were on Amazon but they're not well. You can go to rxmarkcare.com, call itself 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking to, for, to get some sponsors as well. And so obviously just, just like shoot an email out to them or like, or like what was, what was the process of how do you, how you did, how you did the sponsorships? 
Yeah, I can I can give you some some tips off air. Yeah, I, I don't want to bore people with like the boring details of because it has to be done in like a format that I and I learned and had to do it quickly on the fly. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a format and and a, like a pricing guide and everything you have to kind of put together for a company. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that later. So, um, do you have any goals that you want to hit by like the end of the year with your podcast, like fitness wise or personal wise? Uh, so with the, with the podcast, we want to hit a thousand YouTube subscribers by, by as quickly as we can. Cause it opens up a lot of avenues of how you can use YouTube yep. uh, in your podcast from a, from a fitness perspective. Um, after I get this pick line out for me, it's going to be day one again. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be starting over, not being able to lift much, not being able to do much gymnastics and probably starting at the beginning of the modification trail. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to go through that in a way like I did before without, without trying to push myself beyond what I'm capable of and get back into, into fitness and shape, uh, in a very safe and methodical way. Yeah. So when you first started like your journey with CrossFit, 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 um, were you getting, did you get frustrated at all from like, you know, just starting out or. Where you just be like, you know, I'm just starting out. Let me do my thing, you know, and see what happens. So starting out, I didn't get frustrated at all. Yeah. Everything was new. Every day is a PR pretty much because you're just starting. Yeah. And like everything is sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> there gets a point where like, and I'll never forget, like I thought I was going to be able to RX my first workout. They mm-hmm. put grace on the board. I was like, oh my gosh, I can clean and jerk 135. And my coach was like, well, I, can you do it 30 times? So I'm like, I'm sure I can do it 30 times. <laughs> and he goes, okay, if you're going to do it, you're going to see it through. No stripping weight. No, you're going to do this. Uh, and, and thankfully, there was a girl who was saying the same thing to him uh, that kind of worked out the same times I did. Yeah. And we went after it. And uh, my time was like 17 minutes and five seconds. And I missed, I bet you I missed seven cleans yep. in the twenties just because my body wasn't ready for that volume or that weight. And so that it was nice to kind of get knocked down a peg because my young athletic self was making these decisions, not my 43 year old, um, CrossFit self. And so th- those kind of helped along the way. What's been tough is like I had a back injury and a procedure and now these legs, this leg thing is not comparing my, cause my Earl younger CrossFit self was pretty good at one point And this CrossFit self isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got to forget about that guy. Yeah. And that's what, I, that's probably the hardest part right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the mental, mental piece behind that. Yeah. Cause I'm, rem- I remember like, in my thirties, I, I was like killing it with the, you know, endurance stuff. But now like, since I'm 41 now, it's a little bit different and I need to realize, you know, Hey, I'm not as young as I was before. Like you, like you said, so kind of like slow it down a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. And, I, and I've gone through two years where I haven't been consistent of working out because of uh, different things that have gone on with me. And I have to be careful about that. I have to make sure that I, I let my body come along slowly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the best thing is when you lower the weights, your cardio gets worked way more. Mm-hmm. And at least your cardio is going to come back fast. Hopefully <laughs> I know day one next week, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be laying on the floor, probably dead for, <laughs> for seven minutes, 10 minutes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, very cool. So you, you, they did a CrossFit.com did a story about you and a whole video. And how how did that come about? Uh, so I was uh, at the Mayhem Classic um, uh, down in Cookville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If you've not been to the mecca of CrossFit, I want to go. I want to go. So I I never wanted to leave. <laughs> um, so we finished the weekend, and they had an after party at a local brewery. And it was closed to everybody but the the volunteers from Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And so we went over there, and I was standing at the bar talking to this guy. Um, 
and he was telling me what he did. He, he actually was a Penn State grad. That's how we got started. Okay. And he he did the media while he was there for the football team and some of the other sports teams. And and then he asked me, did I have I ever seen the documentary uh, with Athena Perez? And I told her him that I had, and he goes, well, I did that. Wow. And he said, I want to film your story. And I was like, what? And I didn't believe I didn't believe him, but we got each other's number. He um, called me like a week later. Um, then COVID hit, so everything got delayed. And then it actually happened, I think, in July, maybe. Yeah, right after the Fourth of July. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. They uh, they came out and filmed us for two days. Uh, turned it into an eight-minute documentary, <laughs> which was really cool. He, they did a fa- fabulous job in that video. Yeah, I, it blew me away. And but they they don't tell you when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Masters Fitness Collective, chilling out, eating dinner, and I get a text from one of the other judges who had went home and said, "Oh my gosh, I just put on YouTube and you're it's sitting there." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And so I pulled up my phone and I reduced the volume so nobody could hear it, like because I wanted to see it before I let anybody else know. Yeah. Um, and then they. Kat, my co-host, she said, oh, my gosh, I'm playing this for everybody. And she got up on the picnic table and everybody watched her phone that I was eating dinner with. And, yeah, were you it was little, so cool. Were you, were you a little bit embarrassed when she, like, stuck the phone out just, like, you know, to show everybody or? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of overcome with emotion yeah. already from kind of seeing the finished product. And then the – I don't know if it was embarrassment I just, I think I was afraid of everybody's reaction. Yeah. Um, and then, and then my phone just blew up like all night. Yeah. I can imagine that, that was, I, that was a great video. So before, before I listened to your podcast, that actually came on and I watched it and then I heard about the, you know, Clydesdale podcast and I was like, Oh, okay. So this is the same thing. And so, and I, you, they did a great job. You do an unbelievable job with podcasting too. So, with your team. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still relatively new. Like a January will be a year for me, and I've only hit like thirty. I mean, only, but I've gotten thirty one hundred downloads so far, and so it's just like a learning process. And I'm trying to, you know, get better, get the word out, and just you know, understand. That's why I wanted to have you wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, and, and you have to know too that with with COVID, yeah. you know nobody's in their car listening to podcasts anymore. Yeah, so there actually is an, an overall um, downturn in the whole podcasting world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just can you weather the storm till we get through this and people are traveling again and yeah, yeah. I yeah. So, so that's like I still go to my office now because my office was open in August. And so I was like, okay, I'll just keep on driving. I just l- still listen to podcasts. And I tried when I was wor- living, like, working from home, it was like impossible because I had two kids, one, like both under five, and they're just like running all over the place. And it's like super hard. And I, and I understand like with people like just don't drive that much anymore. So, I mean, I'm hopefully, my goal is to hopefully at least like triple that by next year. So, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm still at home. I'm still working from home, mm-hmm. and I, I used to listen to podcasts all day at work. Yeah, just to block out the noise from everybody around me. Um, and now I'm in my basement by myself. I so I just <laughs> I I listen to some podcasts, just not as much as I did before. Yeah. So what podcast do you like listening to? Uh, so I love Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's just he's just a king. Yeah. Um, and then. Really, I try to do stuff outside of the CrossFit space. Um, and it's not that I have anything against like Sean and Tommy or um, Sevon or any of those guys. It's just I don't want to be influenced, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to be my own person. Yep. And so if I, if I hear there's like a news thing breaking, I'll watch those just so that I have that news. Um, but – yeah, I just I bounce around. Um, you know, I'll probably check yours out tomorrow now that I've been on the show and and see what it's all about. And and I've done that with other podcasts I've been on. Now I listen to them pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Coffee Pods and Watts, I listen to them. Okay. I, I just I, I like his Irish accent, uh, <laughs> and he does talk CrossFit, yeah. so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I bounce around quite a bit. Yeah. And Cat Cat sends me a lot of suggestions. Yeah, I I try to I like you said before, like I try not to listen to you know, all CrossFit all the time. Cause I don't want to get bombarded all the time. Like you said, I don't want to get influenced, but like, I don't want, I, I listen to like the mind muscle project. Um, that's like a, the two Australian guys, the number, like the, like the number one fitness podcast in Australia. Um, you know, I'll listen to misfit once in a while just to kind of get on like information, just like for fitness wise. And I'll definitely do Joe Rogan or this guy, Brian Mark. He's like a personal trainer. He does like teaches people how to do like online coaching and stuff. So, but yeah, and the training training think tank's really good. Yeah, and I forgot to mention my favorite, I, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's probably one of the reasons I got into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I love his pod. And he's from Pittsburgh. I'm from just north of Pittsburgh, um, so it, it feels like home. And you know, everybody told him no, <laughs> and that he couldn't succeed. And now he's one of the biggest media per- personalities in the country. So yeah. Yeah, I actually I started podcasting because of uh, Barbell Shrugged because of Mike McGoldrick, and actually I actually had the chance to meet him because I live like he lives in the same town I do, and he went to this gym opening and he was there and I was like, holy crap, like you're here, and so I was like I told him I'm like, listen, you know you're the reason why I started podcasting and told him my story and stuff and found out his his brother's got diabetes or something like that, so you know, they came to li- came and listen, which was pretty cool. So, and I, I wanted to say thank you for like listening to me, but I didn't want to be like too, I don't know, like too, too much for him, like all at once. Yeah. So do you, do you get yeah. like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. They were one of my OG uh, podcasts yeah. that I'd listened to when I first got into, and I met them at the 2014 regional. Cool. Very cool. Do you, do you get like, when you, when you interview like your guests, do you kind of get like fanboyish kind of like get excited and kind of freak out a little bit or just talk to him like a normal human being? Um, I think I'm much better at that now. Yeah. Probably if you go back and listen, um, it's, there, there are still a couple people that get me and it's, it's not the people you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I fanboyed out over Bill Grundler. Okay. Um, you know, just because like when I first started, he had lunch with me and uh, was just so cool. And, you know, I've always respected him and, and, and what he kind of stood for. Um, Matt O'Keefe is I fanboy over because I have a business degree Yep. and what he's done in the CrossFit business world Unreal. just blows me away. Yeah. Uh, I want to be him when I grow up. Um, and, and I'm probably 10 years older than he is, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's weird people like that. Yeah, yeah. So little funny story about Matt O'Keefe. So when I was working up in Boston as a bartender, like his buddy was the manager at the bar that I worked at. And so Matt O'Keefe would come like all the time. This was like pre-CrossFit when he was like a car salesman. And like we would, <laughs> we would shoot the breeze. And he was a lot like heavier when, when, he, he was, when he came to the bar. But it was like one day I saw him with like Matt Fraser and I was like, is that – and so I was like, had to took a double take, and I was like, that, that's him. It's crazy, like just serving drinks with him at the bar. And now what he's doing now is like absolutely insane. Yeah, we're actually we're actually interviewing for him for the second time tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so he agreed to come back on and talk about the weekend. Uh, so we're pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to think back. Like Bethany Shadburn, I probably fanboyed a little bit over. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, um, but but other than that, you know, I th- I th- I think the more you do it, the more you just you focus on your notes mm-hmm. and you focus. Um, yeah, I just I, I focus on their story. I just I don't want to fanboy so much at, that we miss their story. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so we're, a couple quick questions because uh, we're towards the end. Um, so if you have, do you have like a favorite book you like to read or like, would you would give to like a, you know, a person for like a gift? Uh, so I just finished Athena Perez's book not okay. that long ago. Um, to me, that's one of the best books that's been written in the last 10 years. 
Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, you, so it's called lifting the lifting the weight. W a i t. Okay. All right. I'll and uh, it's a woman co- getting over so many struggles, and each each chapter has a lesson at the end. Mm-hmm. And they are they're the contributors contributors to the lesson are people from the CrossFit world. Oh, very cool. So like Tasia Persevich is one of them. Rory McKernan. Um, just to name a few. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I'll definitely look into that one. Yeah. So um, one more. So what would you tell a, a person that wants to get start podcasting? Like what to expect while they're podcasting, while they're starting out? Uh, you're probably going to screw up a lot. <laughs> and um, you're probably going to spend money on things you don't need. Um, and you're, you know, unless you have a mentor telling you like, this is what you should get and what you shouldn't get. Like I spent money on stuff. I, there was, I never used Mm -hmm. thinking I needed it. Uh, just looking on YouTube for advice on how to, how to podcast. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I would say, be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else because what the audience wants is, is you, in, in your in your one hundred percent, not some fake version of that. Okay, very cool. So, um, last question. So, if anybody wants to reach out to you, which he's which he's very easy to reach out to. So, where where would they be able to uh, you know contact you about a question? Uh, so uh, DM me on Instagram uh, at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Um, my website has a contact uh, pay thing at the bottom of the page, uh, and that's the ClydesdaleCrossfitter dot com. And then, um, heck, my email is uh, sswitze at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for doing this. You know, I really do appreciate it, especially like with a week notice. So I, yeah. mean, I really do appreciate it. And thank you for your time. You know, us podcasters have to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool group to be in. And I, I thank you for having me on. I'm always honored when I'm asked. Uh, and I always have fun talking and shooting the breeze with somebody. Yeah. So anytime. So do you have last question? So do you get nervous when you're the interviewee instead of the interviewer? Uh, I did it first. Um, now I've done a couple where I, you know, now I just view it as like, I'm kind of almost on my own podcast. We're just talking, right? Yeah. And so, and then when I realize it's just that they're not trying to get me on anything and, mm-hmm. We're just shooting the breeze. So nah, now I'm getting pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, th- once again, thank you very much. I-, I do appreciate your time, and I hope you have a good one. All right. Thanks a lot, Thomas. All right.